Welcome to the You Got This podcast, featuring authors Donnie and Sandy. We invite you to settle in, open your hearts and minds, and be inspired to trust and present hope in the Lord. When you allow Him to lead the way, you got this. Hey guys, welcome back here to another great episode of You Got This. I am one half your host, uh, Donnie, from Your New Life Ministries, and this is my lovely wife. Say hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. I'm glad to be here today. And we got a great episode lined up for you, entitled Empty Self to Fill Up with God. And what that means is the choices that you make throughout your life does have some unfortunate consequences sometimes. We are still responsible for our decisions that we make, whether it be good or whether it be bad. We all hope that our some of our decisions that we make turn out for the better man of mankind, but still, nonetheless, some of our, our choices do have some negative aspects and consequences, which we do have to take uh, ownership of. So we're going to you know, go on here and talk about this, and my wife has some um, interesting verses she wants to point out to you all, and we'll go from there. Yes, hi, welcome everyone. Yes, today I want to talk to you about the book of Ruth. Ruth I love that book because it does show an example of the choices that we make. The book of Ruth is not only a book about the sovereignty of God, but it's a book to show the favor of God when we have a heart that is empty of ourself and devoted to God. He wants us to come to Him. He wants us to come to Him with everything. And as we go through trials, we'll empty out of our flesh. We'll die to self to fill up with Him. Colossians 2 verses 9 and 10 says, For in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form, and in Christ you have been brought to fullness. He is the head over every power and authority. That means with the Holy Spirit in you, all the fullness of God is in Jesus Christ. And with His Holy Spirit in you, you have that same power in you. So we have everything we need to overcome. And I want to read verses 19 through 22 of the first chapter of Ruth. So, the two women went on until they came to Bethlehem. When they arrived in Bethlehem, the whole town was stirred because of them. And the women exclaimed, Can this be Naomi? Don't call me Naomi, she told them. Call me Mara, because the Almighty has made my life very bitter. That's what Mara means. I went away full, but the Lord has brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi? The Lord has afflicted me. The Almighty has brought misfortune upon me. So Naomi returned from Moab, accompanied by Ruth the Moabitess, her daughter-in-law, arriving in Bethlehem as the barley harvest was beginning. Okay, let's go from there, first of all. She's blaming God for the choices that she and her family made. God never told her to leave Bethlehem. As Ruth opens up, there was a famine in the land. Okay, we're going to go through hard times. That's just a part of life and being in this world. There are some things that's just common to man that comes back, like the seasons. You know, the wind and the rain falls on everybody. And consequences happen according to your actions. God wants us to come to him. He never told them to leave Bethlehem. Bethlehem means place of bread. 
and they just up and left they didn't inquire of God you see Naomi blames it on God and she says call me Mara because she was really really bitter and angry at God and her name Naomi is means pleasant so that you know her pleasant spirit her peace has kind of left but they left during a famine you know they didn't ask God God says in his word that he leads us in triumph triumphal procession but how can he give us if we don't ask exactly right so we always want to take our free will and do what we want to with it I mean God gives us free will and free will is amazing sometimes but also we got to take the consequences of that free will just because we have free will doesn't mean we should make our own decisions all the time we should actually go to the person that created us and ask him should we do this and should we not now is he going to answer right out forward sometimes he will sometimes he won't that's up to him to decide but that reminds me of a verse in Hosea chapter 4 verse 6 my people are destroyed from lack of knowledge because you have rejected knowledge I also reject you as my priests because you have ignored the law of your God I will also ignore your children See, that goes along with making your own decisions instead of asking for advice see as we're young kids we ask our parents well, mom, dad, what do we do? And sometimes children accept the answers of their parents. Other times, like, no, my parents don't know nothing about what they're talking about. I'm going to do it on my own. Then what happens? We get in trouble. Mom, dad, can you help us? Well, what did I tell you? It's like I was watching a show last night. His father told him not to go in, in there. And what did the kids do? Go right in there. And then they get in trouble. Then he asks, well, why did this happen? Well, didn't I tell you not to do it in the first place? Same scenario here. We have to go by what God tells us first. And he is not going to just outright answer us sometimes. He maybe gives people in our pathway to guide us to where we need to go. Other times, he's going to give us subtle signs of where we need to go. Then other times, he might actually answer our prayers and lay it upon our hearts. Like, oh, this is what I need to do. Give you peace of mind. But we got to actually take time to ask. Because sometimes the consequences of your actions may not be the consequences that you actually want. And all choices have consequences, whether you like it or whether you don't. Yes. See, this was in the days of Judges. The Lord had told the Israelites when they were coming into their promised land to get rid of all their enemies. But they didn't do that. See, when we are saved, God wants us to repent of all our sins. He doesn't want us to leave a couple of little sinlets and little habits behind for just for safekeeping. No, he wants us to get rid of all of them. Why? Because they will be a hindrance to us. And he wants us to keep growing. And he doesn't want us to reap the consequences of our actions. But that will happen if we don't. If we don't listen to him. You know, when um, Lot, um, Abraham's nephew, um, went his own way, and they were living in Sodom, um, Sodom and Gomorrah, you know the story of that. I'm sure y'all have heard of it. Well, it was just totally immoral, and the Lord was going to cleanse it. Their sin was just too great. And the angels were coming to get Lot and his family out of there. 
and he tells them not to look back. But Lot's wife did not obey, and she turns into a pillar of salt. What does that mean? Salt is a preservative. So that if you keep looking back at your old way of life and your old sin, you're going to stay there. If you don't repent and come to God. If you don't ask him to help you through your trials and you try to do stuff on his own. Because if you allow sin to remain in your heart, it is going to take you and draw you away from God. God tells us in his word, he says in James, he says to draw near to him and he will draw near to you. He says in Hebrews 10.22, Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart, with the full assurance of faith that brings uh, having a heart sprinkled, sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Jesus Christ. See, the word of God is our daily bread. He says in John 6.35 that I am the bread of life. Without food, our body gets sick. Without the spirit, without feeding our spirit the spiritual food by staying close to God by reading the word and spending time with him daily our spirit gets sick and then we don't have what we need when Satan attacks and then you get in despair the word of God is your spiritual medicine God created the world with his word and with his Holy Spirit in us we can do the same thing John 6 63 and 64 says the spirit gives life the flesh counts for nothing the words I've spoken to you, they are full of spirit and life. Yet there are some of you who do not believe. Proverbs 18.21 says, The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. You see, we can create the world with our words, with the Holy Spirit in us. This just as powerful, because the fullness of the deity lives in Jesus, and his spirit lives in us. We read that in Colossians. So you can frame your world with your words. What are you speaking over your life? What are you prophesying over yourself? Are you giving the devil ammunition by all the negative talk and all the fear and anger that you keep speaking about stuff that makes you mad? Or are you prophesying yourself, giving the angels something to work with? What are you doing? What are we speaking? Are we going to God? Because he wants us to ask him. They did not ask him. They just went. And so leaving Bethlehem, meaning a price of bread, they left and went to Moab, meaning who is your daddy? They mean they forgot who their father was. And they paid the consequences, and, and Naomi lost her husband and her son while there. You will lose things. Consequences will happen when you turn back to your life of sin. And don't get mad at God when things happen because of your own choices. Exactly right. We have to own up to our choices that we do make because, again, we do have free will. And sometimes that free will gets us into trouble. But we just got to go forward, keep our eye on the prize. The prize is God. And I know that's sometimes hard to do because we got our impatience and we got our own ways of thinking. But uh, we ultimately, it's our own fault for the choices we do make, whether it be good or whether it be bad. Just like this particular caption right here, Moab was the territory in which Lot's descendants settled and was a land in which they loved the outward pleasures. Moabites worshipped false gods, obviously, particularly Gomesh and worshippers were known for their division 
and human sacrifices. God tells us to come out from unbelievers and be separate in order to keep us from being corrupted by their unbelief and sinful behavior. 2 Corinthians 6.14 says, Do not be yoked together with unbelievers for what do what from what for what do righteousness and wickedness have in common therefore come out from them and be separate says the Lord T touch no unclean thing uh, and I will receive you food for thought right there but uh, yeah it it's all had to do with us making the correct choices now do we always know what the correct choices are no we do not that's why we had to pray and ask God for guidance and sometimes go to our parents because maybe sometimes our parents knows the proper direction we should go. But ultimately, the choice is ours. Yes. See, the Lord says that we can plant seeds with our words and give the angels something to work with. Angels in the book of Hebrews are ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation. So are you giving your angels something to work with or are they collecting unemployment? God says in Isaiah 55, 11, that so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. See, the Lord says in Genesis 8 that as long as the earth shall endure, there shall be seed time and harvest. So sometimes when there's a famine, sometimes when you're not seeing anything, God is just strengthening you. He's trusting you as a soldier. It says, I believe in 2 Timothy, that hard times and, and trials, they train you up as soldiers. And just be thankful that God has enough faith in you to allow you to go through some of these trials who will strengthen you. And, but they didn't listen. And so it was their own wrong choices that led them to where they were. They forgot who God was and they didn't go to him. They chose the path of self-works. And this is the first point that we can learn from this passage in Ruth. Path of self-works. When you try to do things on your own without God, oh, I don't need God. It is going to eventually, it's going to eventually lead you to some rough consequences for the choices that you make. Are you willing to accept them? James 4 2 says you desire but do not have so you kill you covet but you cannot get what you want so you quarrel and fight you do not have because you do not ask God the path of self works will get you into trouble every time lack of faith is impossible to please God Hebrews eleven six says and without faith it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must first believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him we cannot put self-will first before God. God tells us to put him first. And he'll straighten out the paths around us. But this path of self-work will lead us to salvation. That's right. Now, all salvation leads towards God. And for some reason, we all as mankind have a hard time and believing something that we cannot see and that goes for my favorite verses for we walk by faith and not by sight and faith is sometimes a difficult thing to overcome but without faith we have no compassion without faith we have no salvation without faith we're nothing 
and that's all it is we have nothing if we don't have faith and that's something that we need to think about do we have to do we believe or don't we believe and uh, what did you want me to read honey okay Matthew 633 oh, oh the, uh, the passage above Matthew okay God like us tells his children what to do and the right path to take but he will not for force us he gives us a choice exactly self will putting yourself putting yourself at first and trying to lean on your own understanding and uh, that that verse is confusing me honey anyway let me go down that and skip that uh, Matthew 6 3 3 but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well and Deuteronomy 30, 19 through 20 says, This day I will call the heavens and the earth as witnesses against you, that I have set forth your life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life so that you and your children may live and they may love the Lord. Your God, listen to his voice and hold fast to him. For the Lord is your, is your life and he gave many years in land. He swore to give your fathers Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. John 15:5 says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me, I in you, you will bear fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Exactly. Without God, we are nothing. Without him giving us the breath of life in the first place, we were nothing but dust. And doesn't he deserve our uh, his, our uh, gratitude towards him? Doesn't he deserve our love, unconditional love? What happened? Why did we choose to go away from God? Simple. We live on a li we live in a flawed world. We live in a world that is destined to burn. This is a fallen world, and we're supposed to be above the world, not of the world. But anyway, with that being said, we're going to take a quick break here. You want to say something, honey? No, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to play a song called Jordan Felice, Never Too Far Gone. And that song really symbolizes this whole entire uh, podcast. Because with God, you're never too far gone. When He's always been right here and always will be right here. We just got to rejoice Him like, he, like we're supposed to, like we should be rejoicing Him. Because without Him, again, we are nothing. But uh, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back after this. I have loved you from the start. I have seen your hurting heart. And you feel so lonely, but you keep on hiding. Because you feel so guilty for what you've done.
choices and some bad choices we do make good choices and sometimes we make some horrible choices and, um, yes because some of those choices we make because we're not even saved yet and so when we're not saved we're going to keep going down that path of self-will and sometimes it's going to take a lot of those consequences to lead us to God God will let us keep hitting rock bottom until we find him because does he want you to live a life of an eternity without him do you know where that is it's not in heaven it is in hell and that's a real place that he created for satan not for us but to a lot of people's misfortune that they want their heaven on earth and live according to the lusts of the flesh and they make their choice on earth that's right you make your choice on earth where you're going to spend eternity where do you want to spend it watch the passion movie that is true if you read isaiah 52 14 and 15 it says that he was marred beyond human recognition so the beating that he took in that movie was true to form and he did that for us he was in so much pain i cried through that movie as i watched that he did that for us you can't tell me that he doesn't love us that that is love that is pure unconditional love and that is what is meant by romans 5 verse 8 that while we were yet sinners christ died for us that's how he demonstrates his love for us god wants to give us a life of fruitfulness john 10 10 says the enemy comes to steal kill and destroy but i have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly god didn't want naomi and her husband elimelech to leave bethlehem they chose that on their own choice and when we make bad choices and suffer the consequences it's not god's fault are you going through a trial why don't you get down on your knees and ask god to show you and open your eyes what you need to learn you might just get through that trial a whole lot faster when you humble yourself to ask him the questions that you may not want to hear but then you may be thanking him after you get out of it and just trust him along the way 
Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Yes, all your crooked paths he will make straight. That means we don't have to understand everything he does. We just have to trust him. Psalm 27, 14 says, Wait on the Lord and be strong and take heart and wait on the Lord. When we do, that self-works is going to lead us to God. He's going to grow us up and build us up in the Lord. But then we're going to start going through some trials to grow us and to finish sanctifying us. The path of emptiness, that's the next part. And that's the daily sanctification that we're going to continue to go on because as long as we're human and we're flesh, we're going to make mistakes. But God promises to deliver us. He promises to heal us when we need healing. He promises to lift our hearts up when we need lifted up. The Lord wants to be there for us. Isaiah 40 verses 28 through 31 says, Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary. His understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the worry weary and increases the power of the weak even youths go tired and weary and young men stumble and fall but those who hope in the lord will renew their strength they will soar on wings like eagles they will run and not grow weary and they will walk and not faint self works leaving god out of it will never give you fulfillment and deliverance the one that only god can and he will lead you to victory have a teachable spirit and you will get through your trials faster See, they went to Moab, meaning who's your daddy, and they forgot who God was, and they lived according to their self-will and paid, their, paid the consequences from it. But still in, the, still in the process, they still had their God, and it did show, which is what attracted Ruth so much. God worked it out for his purpose, and he says that he will do that. So even when they died and she, Naomi wanted to come back, she you know she told Orpha and Ruth to go back to your family but Ruth said no entreat me not to leave you because where you will go I will go and and you, your people will be my people and your God my God isn't that awesome so even in our mess God can make a message out of it exactly like you have and always will and then finally Romans eight twenty eight says and we know that all things God works for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose see we're all have a purpose for God we're all created in God's image for a purpose that he has selected for us and only us to do there is no second chances there is no backup plan God is the ultimate plan he has a purpose for all of us and we, it's up to us to find out what that purpose is. Because like I said, there is no second chances. There is, I mean, well, I shouldn't say there's no second chance, but there is no backup plan. Either we fulfill our purpose or the purpose never gets fulfilled. Because God knows when we and when we will do that purpose. He knows when that will happen. Just a matter of time is when we figure out what our purpose is. And God knows when we'll find that. That's right. And so as you move through that path of self works as you move through that to salvation and then you start getting into the sanctification and the growing and the going through trials don't give up on God because God says in Philippians 1 verse 6 he says 
he will be faithful to fulfill everything that he started in you that is paraphrasing that means he's gonna whatever he starts in you he is gonna finish what he starts so don't give up on him he promises us the victory and just trust him and keep going to him because as you do your mind is going to get renewed you come to him in self when you first come to him your heart's renewed but then you have years of the world that 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 needs to get transformed as it says in romans 12 verses 1 and 2 therefore i urge you brothers and sisters in view of god's mercy to offer your bodies as living sacrifice holy and pleasing to god this is your true and proper worship do not conform to the patterns of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind then you will be able to test and approve what god's will is his good pleasing and perfect will and as you empty yourself and god you allow god in these trials to clean out all the sins to weed out all the sins and the impurities and you repent of those or he opens you your eyes to ways that maybe not sins but they're hindering your path or maybe you're enabling somebody else and, and that's really hindering their path in these trials he'll open your eyes to all of that and then sometimes he'll plant even desires in your heart that will lead to your purpose and you'll begin to grow you'll have more room for the fruit of the spirit to grow filling up with him and it'll begin to grow like the trial that I went through with living through 20 years of abuse through an alcoholic and a drug addict through the loss of my 16 year old son and the troubles that my older son is still going through and right now I don't know where he is but my heart cries out for him and prays for him every day but God has given me the voice that the enemy tried to take he made a mess that I had he made a message out of it he gave me the, my voice back and I have written over 20 and published over 27 books I'm writing book number 28 we have this ministry in your new life ministries and we have this podcast which we're helping all you people out there with the stuff that we learn from him what is he going to do for you if you allow him to take you through these trials to empty you to fill out fill up with him and let that fruitfulness grow because sometimes your passions are birthed out of it like mine and like Donnie's exactly exactly so like I said before people this podcast is uh, dedicated to the choices the good and the bad that we make and we hope and pray that you actually make a choice to follow God whenever he decides to call on you for your purpose and like I said before everyone has a purpose for God we're born for one specific purpose for God and what an honor that is to actually be born for a purpose for God, to glorify His name. What is so? Uh, what amazing feat that is! Just to think about, we all have a purpose for Him. And uh, so, uh, what are you doing there, honey? I, you have me something else to read? Yeah, she just she just marked off this one thing for me to read. I, that's awesome, honey. Thank you. Romans eight thirty two. He who did not who he who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will not he? How he not also along with him gracious gives all things. And that, that symbolizes well. We all God gave his only son for us, and that and that is just so awesome to think about that he gave his own son for us, 
And the only thing he asks us in return is just to glorify his name. When you surrender to Jesus, his son, we everything will, I'm not saying everything will be all right, but because we all know that this world hates all Christians, and it's all that is to it. But uh, you also got to remember that um, our home isn't here on earth. We, like I said before earlier in this podcast, this is the fallen world, but who would you rather be judged by, the world or by God? That's all it is to it. That's all that needs to be said on that. And who would you rather be judged by, the world or by God? And I choose which we all should be choosing to be judged by God and not by the world. Yes. So the choices we make, we'll learn to make good ones through these trials. That's what God wants us to do. He wants to give us life and life more abundantly. Naomi had to lose everything before she finally learned it. Ruth, which in Hebrew means friendship. Even when we stray, God's love is never separated from us. He's never separated from us. Romans 8.31 says, What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? When you learn to surrender all, that's what God wants you to do in these trials, to surrender all to him. What's going to take before you do that and allow all that room in your heart to be filled up with the fruit of the Holy Spirit and let that grow? Romans 8.35-39 says, what shall separate, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? So trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. Knowing all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Wow. When they finally kept came to their senses, Ruth and Naomi, and Naomi wanted to return to Bethlehem, it was harvest time. That means when you finally surrender, watch the fruitfulness and the blessings come to you. That's what God wants all along. That's what God wants all along. Do you need to rededicate yourself to him? Do you need to even just accept him for the first time? You see, because of that Ruth, who was a Moabitess, a Gentile, was brought in to the line of Jesus Christ. Let me read you this genealogy line from the end of the book of Ruth. Now, this is genealogy of Paris. See, Ruth married Obad. And he was their kinsman redeemer, which is really a symbol of Jesus Christ, for he redeemed us. And Perez begot Hezron. Hezron begot Ram, and Ram begot Aminadab. Aminadab begot Nashon, and Nashon begot Salmon, and Salmon begot Boaz, and Boaz begot Obad, and Obad begot Jesse, and Jesse begot David. See, when... Ruth married Boaz and had Obad. That was the start of the lineage of Jesus Christ. Wow, how awesome is that? What do you think God's going to birth in you if you would just surrender? If you would just 
give all is it time for you to rededicate yourself is it time for you just to surrender and say god i'm ready to trust you that is the question uh people are you ready to do that i've done that uh about four years ago and after that two years later i married my lovely wife as you all know she's uh she's sandra lott the author of 27 books from um, uh, jeremy's journey to god's love and I'm the author of um, My Pathway to Jesus Christ and Pebbles in the Water. And together we formed this ministry. And the ministry was formed about uh, two years ago, I think it was. And uh, that and that's how God called. That's what God called us to do is to start this ministry called Your New Life Ministries, where do we where we travel to different churches sharing our personal testimonies, and we run this podcast. And it's been an amazing journey so far. So what journey does God have you on? How is he going to use you to make this world a better place? Think about that. We all are called for a purpose. And it's up to us to make the choice of whether we're going to follow him or we're going to follow the world. Yes. So we want to close this out with a prayer for all of you we truly love doing this we truly love bringing you the word and helping you to learn and grow from things that we have learned ourselves everything God teaches us we bring back to y'all to help y'all learn the same things that we did and maybe get through your trials a little bit faster than what I had to go through mine as so won't you join in and won't you pray so if you're praying right now with us and you've never received Jesus but you you think it's time pray this and even if you want to rededicate yourself just pray this again dear Heavenly Father Lord we know that you exist and we know Jesus is your son we know he came and died on the cross for our sins for my sins Lord I ask you to forgive me of my sins forgive me of choosing my own way of doing things and I fell so short. Lord God, I'm ready to surrender and do it your way. Open my eyes to see the things I need to see. Open my ears to hear you. Open my heart and mind to understand and receive you. Dear Heavenly Father, show me the way. Lead me and guide me every day of my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Baptize me in your Holy Spirit. Lead me to the church you want me to go to so I can continue to grow. Give me wisdom as I read your word so I can keep filling up with my spiritual bread every day. Provide for me and protect me. Heal me, Lord God, and direct me. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. And if you are starting to read the Bible for the very first time, I suggest you start in the New Testament. And, and, and start in John, the Gospel of John. You first have to know who Jesus is to know about the symbolism that is spoken all through the Old Testament. So you first have to know the person before you could recognize the symbolism in the Old Testament. So start in the, in, in the New Testament in the book of John and read through and then come back through the Old Testament. And why don't you, hey, reach out to us and check, and check us out on our website 
yournewlifeministries.org and visit the contact us page or email us direct at info at yournewlifeministries.org and let us know your you got this moment. That's right, people. You know you got this when you let God lead the way. And please follow us on Facebook, uh, follow us on Instagram, and reach out to us on Twitter as well. We're on all the major social media sites. And again, if you have any questions or any concerns or any prayer requests or just a question or two from uh, for us, just reach out to us on our contact page on our on our website at yournewlifeministries.org. Uh, we'll talk at you later, people. Talk at you later. Bye.